0: Nike just announced that their inventory levels grew by 65%. So if companies like Nike and Target have excess inventory and are deeply discounting, you know all these other brands and retailers have the same thing. Yeah. Now, Markdown's clearance merchandise is one way that retailers deal with excess inventory. But the other way they clear it is that they actually sell it to other discount retailers, places like TJ Maxx and Burlington, right, or liquidation sites, The CFO of TJ Maxx just released a statement. He is absolutely giddy in his statements because he's like, yo, we're getting access to inventory and brands that traditionally we haven't seen in the past. (laughs) And I can confirm this because I was just in a a TJ Maxx. Yeah, Yeah, it's a come up. (laughs)
1: Welcome to another episode of The Rich and Regular Podcast, presented by Success, where we explore life at the intersection of money. I'm Julian.
0: And I'm Kirsten. And today's episode is about shopping. Shopping. (laughs) That was my Chris Rock impression. Women be shopping. shopping. (laughs) It's actually not about, I mean, it kind of is about shopping. But before we jump in, fun fact, this is our 80th podcast episode. It's an odd
1: milestone, but okay. (laughs) Congratulations, (laughs) Congratulations, <laughs>
0: number eighty. It's number eighty. You know what that and, means. And well, I'm about to make the connection. Oh, okay. At the time of this recording, we're about eighty days away from Christmas.
1: Now, oh, okay.
0: by the time y'all listening, it, we're actually about less than 80. that. Yeah. So
1: not so not exactly. <laughs> it's 81. eighty
0: one. It's eighty one. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so you just could have. But I didn't want to wait week. till tomorrow
0: <laughs> <laughs> to record. And by the time you know they hear this, it's more like. 60. It's whatever not that's anymore. not the point it's not <laughs> today we are talking about all of the Q4 spending you're about to do for all mm-hmm. these holidays like I had to go to some stores this week to make some returns not to shop to return some things that I have already bought
1: I was about to say <laughs>
0: But they literally have, like, all the holiday stuff oh, yeah. smashed together. So yeah. there's Halloween stuff next to turkeys, sandwiched between Santa Clauses and Hanukkah menorahs. Like, it just reminds me how October is, like, the Super Bowl of consumerism. It like, is. It's it is. so like, bad. To- it, it's
1: so weird. It's, like, as soon as summer is over. Oh, yeah. It, it's, like... It, it, this, this entire season, <laughs> it's this is like such in a, the, the most American sort of period of time. Yeah. Like I, I think this this whole season, and similarly, what I think also contributes to it is that right around this time, like for sports lovers, mm-hmm. it's like which is know, like gosh, it's like American religion, <laughs> sports, yeah. right? Yeah, is but you got like all three professional sports that are like now live. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got basketball, football, Mm -hmm. baseball. It's like the most amazing time for America. Like, it's like, you got that. You've got holidays, like back, big holidays, like big consumer holidays, back to back to back. Like if aliens came down and like observed us in this season, they would think like malls and like (laughs) stadiums were like our religious gatherings. (laughs) It's like, this, this must be who they, they, they love this God is this mall or these stores. I don't know, but this is what, this is where they're all going.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, like this part of the year as, uh, much pomp and circumstance as like is surrounded by the culture. It actually leaves a lot of people vulnerable from both a financial and an emotional standpoint. Yeah. Funny, fun fact, like another one, I actually <laughs> found an article that says that Americans spend over a half a billion dollars on pumpkin flavored products alone. So th- just to kick off the season, we drop half a billion. On pumpkin flavored items,
1: you know, I've never had a pumpkin flavor. I
0: haven't latte. either. I don't like. I, I don't like the way they smell. I don't like the flavor. I'm I, not a pumpkin girl. I
1: also don't believe it's actually pumpkin flavored. Like, isn't it just like fall spices?
0: Yeah, it's like cinnamon, so allspice, spice, not and nutmeg pumpkin in it. I don't think so. I think
1: it's it's pumpkin spice. I, I'm so confused. It's spicy, I, I, okay. but not
0: like hot. Like just yeah. spicy. The yeah. way both way not my kids thing. describe spicy.
1: Not my thing. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so the point is, there's a lot of consumerism, and it's bad enough that changing of the weather and daylight savings times trigger a bunch of seasonal anxiety and depression for folks, which also leads to additional spending. There are also all these cultural expectations, even if you think about the ideals that surround a holiday like Thanksgiving, which is centered around bountiful food like that's the premise of the dinner is oh my god look at all this food families are expected to prepare this feast and in some cases host a dozen or more folks yeah and then there's black friday which starts in october now where you're kind of like encouraged and expected to replace every perfectly fine thing that you already (laughs) have just because it's on sale and then there's christmas for those who celebrate and if you have kids all of this is exacerbated because all of their media and in many cases their educational and social systems are geared towards the materialistic aspect of all this stuff. Yeah. So I hope I'm not coming off as a Scrooge so what else, or a what else Grinch. You like about life? I, know. <laughs> I actually do enjoy the time, this time of year and the fellowshipping that happens with friends and family. That's not my beef. My beef is with the overwhelming amount of people who get off track financially or yeah. or at least get set back and then enter the new year in crisis mode to recover. And they spend a bunch of stuff on like recovery pro- products it's, and programs. It,
1: it's, it's a fascinating and kind of odd cycle. Um, it, and it's so common to your point. Like the, the number of people we know that like go into debt after going crazy in a holiday season and then like, Quit cold turkey mm-hmm. and go into let's save and nickel and dime because this is my New Year's resolution. Uh They completely fall off the wagon <laughs> in spring, oh, yeah. summer. Once it's it gets like warm all again, it's it's a wrap. It's, like, oh, yeah, it's summer. Yeah. It's a wrap. Like you know, Vacations. everybody's spending. Everybody's doing it. Let's go. And then the process just repeats itself. Come yeah. fall, like it's it's like the American way. And and marketers know this. Like they know this. They literally create incentives and uh, discounts and promos like around these times that actually trigger uh, or catch people after they've triggered. And it's the process just Mm -hmm. like, it's like we're all like on this lazy river, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, we're just going around and around. This is what we do. Uh, But I think what's, what's interesting is that like, even that's not enough because there are like there's this subcomponent of, of of people who take it a step further and they build in competitiveness into the whole process right so you've got people who are sort of subscribed to the notion of going bigger every year mm-hmm. so like last year we got this so I mean this year you got to go all out what are you mm-hmm. gonna do to top that I was like I don't I'm not planning <laughs> on doing anything like why do I have to top anything what do I right. win other than We're a still bigger using credit last year's thing? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, and some people is, and it's not just like with your partners, you know. Like I had my cousin used to be really big on like every year, like getting his wife something bigger and better and more expensive than he did the year before. Uh, and then even you've got some people who have kids, but it's like, nah, I want my son or my daughter to know that, like, I got mm-hmm. them this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the person who got the least favorite <laughs> gift, so I'm going to buy the big thing. Yeah, uh, it, It's just a really, really interesting thing, and it's a cycle of, like, debt and grand gestures <laughs> that just, yeah. like, really just ultimately lead in people, like, spending more and more money, and it's just not sustainable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there is some good news. Okay. The
1: first
0: first piece of good news is that the holidays are the same time every year, which means we can plan for it. Hence this episode.
1: (laughs) 80-ish days away.
0: (laughs) Right. And the second piece of good news is that you already listened to this podcast and hopefully you've already left us a glowing five-star review that indicates how much you've learned along the way. So as a listener, you already know the financial fundamentals to avoid getting yourself in a pickle. You already know what we think about the impending big old air quotes recession that is actually here, but we're not calling it that. <laughs> like you know how we feel about that. Doesn't identify. It doesn't that. identify as <laughs> it doesn't a recession. Identi- the recession that doesn't identify as a recession. You already know how we feel about credit card debt. You already know how we feel about buy now pay later technology. How we encourage you to buy used. You've heard all of that stuff, and if you haven't, check them archives, baby. They're still there. Like go listen. <laughs> The problem or the conflict is that the cultural pressure is a lot louder and way more frequent than the 30 minutes you get with us every week. And so think of this episode as a timely reminder to apply everything you're learning, everything you've learned to this upcoming season of spending.
1: I'm just skipping ahead here uh, and I'm going to throw a wrench in your plans because I'm sensing that you're going to use some kind of like Grinch-related phrase to encourage people to leave a review. Uh, And so I'm just going to throw you (laughs) for a loop here and say come up with something else because that's not good enough.
0: You're giving me short notice?
1: Yeah. Yeah, figure something (laughs) out. All right, so as the title suggests, today we want to leave you with a couple of tips to help ease you into this next couple of months or 80-ish days, according to (laughs) Kirsten. Many of them are things we've done and things that we've done with our family. Uh, The first tip we have is to like just rethink or reevaluate your relationship with traditions altogether. Um, We're in the process of doing this now, specifically as it relates to Thanksgiving. I love love your mom. Let me just say that. I love your mom.
0: I think she's great. <laughs> she is wonderful. Uh, I
1: look forward to Thanksgiving at your parents' house. Uh, I, I do think that we, you know, we've agreed that we just kind of feel like we've hit a wall. It's like, I, I don't know that I could do this again.
0: I don't think yeah. it was just us. I think it was something about the season last year in general where, because I asked a couple of my friends, like, are you feeling a little melancholy? Like, did it fall flat or is it just me? Yeah. Like. Felt like we were going through the motions of Thanksgiving. I
1: think I think it makes sense when you think about the amount of time that so many of us have spent at home. The yeah. idea of spending time at home together just <laughs> again just kind of felt a little like unnecessary. Yeah, you know. And so the good news is, like I guess that that is a bit of a silver lining. Is that it's sort of sparks innovation people get creative like you know they just wanted something new and I don't think we were any different and so that's the big thing it's like all right well reevaluate like what Thanksgiving uh, looks like as a whole like mm-hmm. it may not even mean all right well we're gonna go to your parents house it could mean like we're gonna take a road trip yeah. or if you are gonna stay at home it's like you know what I don't want the traditional meal I, wanna I want to switch it up turkey.
0: Turkey.
1: I don't want the turkey, like you know, maybe, and that's fine, you know, because like it also makes you like, or maybe it'll make you one discover something that you really, really do enjoy, or it might make you really want the turkey next year, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, or appreciate it a little bit more, assuming you have a very similar kind of dining experience uh, for uh, the Christmas season, which is about a month afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. Another reason to reevaluate it though is just just like the rising costs. Like as everything else uh, that is impacted by inflation, so will the traditional cost of Thanksgiving dinner. And you see... These data points come out every single year. They talk about it on July 4th. The typical barbecue meal is going to be a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is going to be no different. There are all kinds of reasons why turkeys in particular are going to be more expensive this year versus last year. We looked at the American Farm Bureau Federation, and they announced that families can expect to pay like a 10 to 15% premium
0: above last year. Record highs. Record high,
1: right? So it's going to be... More expensive. So if you aren't looking forward to it and it's going to be a little bit more expensive, let that be your motivation to just rethink, reevaluate, uh, or just like skip certain traditions altogether. I wouldn't recommend cooking something you've never cooked before.
0: <laughs> unless that's part of the fun. O- unless you're, like, where you're all just you winging a, it. Yeah, we got a plan. You could do like an Iron Chef kind of thing and then have like frozen pizzas as the back- backup up. plan. <laughs> yeah, you, you need a, a plan and a backup plan. plan. <laughs> On deck.
1: But yeah, you know, I I personally wouldn't recommend it. Like that's not the time to sort of whip out something new um, for your family and friends. But to your point, if that's what everyone is, is down for and they're interested in that, then have at it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately a lot of these traditions exist in order to connect us to this past and create, you know, some connection to the sense of history. But as you develop more of an awareness of how honoring those traditions actually contradicts with your modern goals and aspirations, whether that's financial or otherwise, it's okay to revisit the ways that you've chosen to celebrate. It's okay to change your mind. And I think that's what we're encouraging people to do, starting with the dinner that is going to cost you hundreds of dollars this year, right? 10 to 15% more just for the turkey. We ain't even got to the ham or the cheese. Oh yeah. Or (laughs) like we haven't,
1: it's going to be it's expensive. It's going to be super expensive.
0: Yeah. All right. So the next tip, and this is going to sound kind of obvious, but the next tip is to start saving and shopping early. Right. I don't think that's obvious. Well, it is because again, it goes back to traditions and history. Like gone are the days where you need to wait until black Friday for the best deals.
1: But that's why I say, I don't think it's obvious because I think people oh. know that black Friday's isn't like just sort of relegated to the day uh, before or the day after like it used to, but they still don't jump in, right? You know what I mean. And so, yeah. like we're saying, like if you're gonna do it, start now. Start yeah. jump in. Like it's not gonna, you know, you're not really gonna see that many, though that much more of a saving, if any, between now. And they're telling you this up front, no. like they're like, yeah. just buy it now. Yeah, like don't wait. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not kidding. We're right. not gonna no get, for real for real. Just go ahead and get it now, <laughs> yeah. please. Can we all just agree? <laughs> But I'm telling you, like, the vast majority of us are still kind of like, no, nah, I'm a hold out.
0: Yeah, no, you don't have to do They it. say that, yeah. and then
1: they're going to, you know, no. hit you. was like, no, no, they have I'm all kinds of price guarantees and stuff. So, yeah. I'm about to tell you Start why. And early. this is
0: coming from somebody who worked in retail for a long time. You do not need to door bust anymore. You may want <laughs> no. to, but you certainly don't need to. And here's the piece of new information that you should factor in and let this be a motivating factor for you one, retailers have been struggling with labor markets for the better part of two years. And in order to give their employees much needed break and time with their families, many of them have altered their revenue strategy and discount strategies to start the deals much earlier, right? It allows them to spread out their staffing. It allows them to give people time off. And so the deals have started already in October. On top of that, retailers are still sitting on a bunch of excess inventory from two quarters ago so if you remember at the beginning of the year if you're a long-term listener of this podcast consumer spending kind of shifted it shifted away from apparel and home goods and people started spending more on travel and entertainment you heard our crazy stories from the summer of how travel was just insanely priced right well what that left retailers with was they're holding on to all of this additional inventory without the demand, which led to significant markdowns. You probably saw it over the summer with, you know, some of your friends, or maybe you saw online, a lot of the Target clearance was like very nice patio furniture or some of their designer collection. Nike just announced that their inventory levels grew by 65%. So if companies like Nike and Target have excess inventory and are deeply discounting. You know all these other brands and retailers have the same thing. Yeah. Now, Markdown's clearance merchandise is one way that retailers deal with excess inventory. But the other way they clear it is that they actually sell it to other discount retailers, places like TJ Maxx and Burlington, right, or liquidation sites, the CFO of TJ Maxx just released a statement. He is absolutely giddy in his statements because he's like, yo, we're getting access to inventory and brands that traditionally we haven't seen in the past. <laughs> and I can confirm this because I was just it's in a, a TJ up. Maxx. Yeah, it's yeah. a come up. There's a liquidation site. Their COO just did an interview and he was like, yeah, we just added 25 new retailers. Retailers who have never had to sell to liquidation sites yeah. are now selling Liquidation sites, and if you don't know what a liquidation site is, it's where TJ Maxx and all these other places can buy materials. Point is, don't ignore the discount stores this season, don't wait. The stuff is already in there. Like, if you're looking for a nice leather coat or an appliance, it's already there because it's been there since this summer. And this may be a good time for any, you know, entrepreneurial side hustlers. This may be a good time to start a resale business because a lot of folks don't know that you can now get these name brand products for a significant discount. Right. So like you can buy it, sell it on eBay for a slight markup and you got a little holiday, you know, come up for the holiday.
1: Listen, even uh, just a few seconds ago while you were talking, I was. Uh, not that I wasn't listening, but I was <laughs> I looked around real quick on, on Twitter and I saw this article about Goodwill where Goodwill, the nonprofit, I don't I think they're a nonprofit. They are the nonprofit organization where people uh, make donations. I think they are. I, I think they're a nonprofit. Okay. Yeah, because we make donations and we get the yeah. receipt. Yeah. That's what a nonprofit does. But they just open up a national online shop like for thrifters, right? So again, I think that in some ways kind of speaks to the growing availability. Of products. I know we talked about the growth of the used market. Like these things, I think, are going to be much more prevalent, and the availability of these kinds of products are, are really, really uh, out there. So, again, start early, guys. There's a lot, a lot of stuff, whether it's brand new stuff, whether it's new stuff that's available in new retailers, or like new stores and shopping experiences altogether. So start early. The second tip is like just try to avoid going into debt. Oh, like this goodness. is what budgets are for. So create one unique for the holidays. It's perfectly fine to do that. To so create a, a limit or a cap on how much you're going to spend and try to stick to that budget. One of the best ways to do that, to Kirsten's point, is to start early. Right. The longer you wait, the more you actually the reverse happens. The more you might actually uh, they may lose sort of the discounted products yeah, and the, the only demand thing is that's there. left are going to be the new stuff. So start early. I will also say this. and This might sound so simple, but it's for the people who predominantly shop online is think differently about like the way that you shop online. Like, there are filters on the websites, if you've only got $50 to spend, you can go to Amazon and put in $50 into the max and then start searching for things. That way you don't even see the things that are over $50. They're only going to show you the items that meet your search query that don't exceed that particular cost. I've never done that before. But even as I was looking, I was like, I bet you could do that. And I was like, yeah, like you have the option where you can say shop for items between 25 and 50, between 50 and 100. But you can also, put in a very specific number and say, this is the max that I'm willing to pay and then start searching for things. And so it's really, really helpful to ensure that you don't get tempted to spend more than you've actually budgeted for. As we're talking about budget, again, this is where things like a sinking fund become really helpful. So you can Take it a step further and start allocating money or transferring money from a checking account into a sinking fund, whether that's a savings account or a checking account uh, it is completely up to you, but you can do that and start drawing from that for this particular purpose. It's another great way to just to help keep your spending on track. You can also look into getting things like a Roundup app. There are tons of them out there, but what they typically do is for every charge that you make, it sort auto- of automates the process and accelerates saving by automating automatically sending spare change, if you will, into a particular account. And so you do have the ability to do that as well as a fun way of sort of starting early don't be so fancy that you're unwilling to sort through junk mail like Listen, you'd be surprised the like, coupons
0: that are coming these the days great coupons, great that, coupons. that are <laughs> in i forget
1: what they call uh, value Val pack. Pack. Yeah. Val pack i just
0: got one for spirit halloween i was like oh i'll take yeah, this 20 uh, yeah, percent for both it costume. helps
1: every little bit because i think th- that's the thing right like we think of these things as very affordable and so there's no need for a coupon but it the doesn't hurt. The price has gone up. The price is, is for just about everything has on gone everything. up. Right? On so everything. So you
0: actually do need that Get a coupon. coupon.
1: Like there are plenty of them out there. If you don't have a physical coupon, one of the oldest tricks in the books is just go ahead and sign up for their email. Everyone does that. and You, you don't
0: even have to do that anymore. Just add it to your cart and wait for I was it to about show up to say, on your Facebook timeline. That's the other
1: thing. Add it to your cart. I'm telling you right now. shop. Don't believe me? Try it. <laughs> go to a, a store. Add it to your cart. And then leave. And then wait two days, and they guarantee you a coupon pops up on your social media profile, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is, they've trained us to do this. Do it. And I'm telling you, this is a great way to get a discount on something that you were just about to pay full price on. So these are all of the little hacks, if you will. Shout out to yeah. our friend Chris Hutchins, um, <laughs> who has a podcast called All the Hacks uh, that you can use uh, to find hacks. But there you go
0: yeah it's it's been interesting to see, again, my own process because I'm somebody who avoided stores for the last two and a half years. Like I went when the pandemic happened and everything went online and drive up with Target. I've been using Amazon, Target, Instacart. I've been doing a lot of online shopping. But recently, I started going back into stores because the stuff online just was priced funny. It's like I'm positive I can get an eyeliner for cheaper. <laughs> I'm positive I can find a bathing suit on clearance instead of just ordering one through, you know, Amazon or whatever. Yeah. And I am seeing exactly what I just talked about. Like these retailers have really competitive price points and you can return it, try it on. You're not buying things that you don't need or that you're not going to use. And so, again... Goal is to stay out of debt or at least to avoid it as much as possible. If you need to kick off your spending or saving, you can start I should say, if you need to kick off your saving, you can start with doing something like a no spend month or week and then take the money that you would have spent and kind of dump it into a savings account. And that kind of you're not starting from zero. You can start with like a one hundred dollars or two hundred dollars. Try not to eat out for the week and redirect those funds into, you know, a a, a little savings account for holiday shopping.
1: Yep. All right. So last tip we're talking about holiday savings or the holiday season and ways to save money. I think this is one of my favorite ones, but it's just to rethink your relationship with gifts. Like I actually find this to be pretty fun. Uh, We started doing this a couple of years ago and it's like a fun, creative exercise. I think at first it felt like, oh God, this is going to be hard (laughs) to find something. I think back then the the cap was like 50 bucks and we went through a couple of years where, I mean, it was like three years in a row. I think we had set a cap, At $50 and then we bought ourselves the same thing and then had to take it back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like it was like a running joke. You're right. What is happening? Yeah. We would talk about these things we wanted. Like one year we we wanted new stemware, new glasses for wine and cocktails. And so we had this limit and then we both (laughs) came up with the brilliant idea that that's what we're going to buy. Yeah. And then we bought it for each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then we'd end up taking one of them back, or like saying, "All right, well, I guess we got two of them." And yeah. Uh, but yeah, just rethinking your relationship with gifts, like guys, it is okay to create a spending cap for your partner, for your children, for your parents, friends, whoever. Listen, if it's it's if it's okay for you to do it in your secret Santa, it's okay to do it with the people that you love.
0: Secret Santa you- is actually a great idea for big families. Yeah. Or like white elephant. I think that's what it's called. Where you put, like, a lot of families come up with ways where you're just buying one gift. Yeah. And then when you come together, you're kind of playing a game to see who gets what, right? Instead of everybody buying everybody a gift.
1: Yeah, and and I know it's difficult with children, especially if you have more than one. Yeah, Even with our son, we only have one. We typically get him a handful of gifts, like a few that are based around his interests and a few that are sort of deliberately education kind of focused or things that we're trying to expose him to. But we don't really get each other like, big gifts anymore. We do like a simple, small exchange. We might get something that we call like a house gift or like a shared gift. Like, oh, we're going to enjoy a really nice bottle of wine with Uh dinner or something like that. But we've kind of like fallen out of love with the idea of uh, gift giving as a whole, I think there was a time. Um, I think it was when you were pregnant that we even said, "Oh, well, we'll just get a bunch of baby care on Black Friday." Yeah, or something <laughs> like that. One year. I mean, they're
0: not all practical. We've done uh, a trip to Hawaii before as yeah. like the family gift. We gave, you know, brought your mom and yeah. like it. It depends, but to your point, like this has been an evolution, and it's actually been really hard for me <laughs> because gifts is one of my love languages. But to Julian's point, I've had to kind of reimagine this gesture of expressing how you feel in a tangible way without the pressures of consumerism. Yeah. And it does actually make it more fun. Yeah. The gifts that I give now with this new awareness are far more thoughtful, they're meaningful, and yeah, they're fun. Like it's, it's not an activity that's triggered by some clearance sign or even dates on a calendar. I'm constantly thinking about the people that I love and the best ways to show them that, whether it's through a thoughtful note, a custom piece of art, a new food or a flavor. I've just, you know, I've realized how fulfilling it can be to redirect my energy in that way.
1: Yeah, I also think we've done a pretty good job of uh, what's called value-based spending. Yeah. And so because of that, I think it has in some ways sort of shrunk the the role that gift-giving uh, lives in our lives because it, it's it's not like getting a gift, like you know, as a kid it's like, oh, I don't get anything but twice a year on my birthday and right. on christmas but i think be, the way that we live our lives now is like we don't really feel deprived there's not this built up pressure because we are consistently spending on the things that we value and i think it helps to kind of sort of uh suffocate that that urge a yeah. little bit so there's not as much even internalized pressure to do it, but I do think that we've also enjoyed—I at least I have for sure—really uh, enjoyed the creative process of saying yeah. what what can I not just find, but what can we create mm-hmm. uh, that also lives within our budget because i just think it forces you to be a little bit more meaningful mm-hmm. as opposed to just saying man i couldn't think of nothing so i'm gonna just go to the apple store right and it doesn't matter like she's gonna appreciate it because you know it came from the apple store it's right. nice and you know <laughs> it's typically something you might want to space out a little bit but like i i've, I've found a lot of appreciation
0: yes. um, in
1: that so i'm encouraging you guys to again this is not just the holiday season it's about you know Thinking about your values and the things that are really, really important to you and not eroding those things because you are, like, committed to this tradition of going big over the holidays. Like, don't – it's okay to say, like, you know, it's not like you're saying Christmas isn't important or whatever holiday it is isn't important. It's about saying, like, you know, we're trying to be not even necessarily reasonable, but just, like, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: Just – reasonable
1: practical i don't know <laughs> pragmatic <Maybe> pragmatic <laughs> i don't know but the, the grand gesture let's just say grand gestures are kind of played out yeah <laughs> it, 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 i'm over
0: grand gestures and consumerism yes. are played out yeah you can still do like grand emotional gestures i guess
1: yes big <laughs> Which, wet kisses in the morning It's the gift that keeps on dripping what what You <laughs> like that
0: which (laughs) I was going to offer a final tip, but there you gave me no room to pivot into it. But I do have a final tip before we go to our final thoughts, Okay, which is to support small businesses, right? Like small businesses are the heartbeat of America. And some of my most memorable and long lasting items were not actually mass produced. So whether it's a local bookstore, a weekly farmer's market, or even just like an Etsy creator that you want to support. Keep That's in mind say. that business owners need your business and yeah. you can get the same level of, of thoughtfulness and, and practicality and usefulness from something that is handmade at a relatively similar price point than something that is mass produced that everybody has access to.
1: Yeah. I love that. All right. Final thoughts.
0: All right. So my final thought is that we are saying no to impulsive shopping this year. It is unnecessary, you don't need it, and you have time to plan and build a budget. And even if you want one, get you a little accountability partner along the way. So this season, this Christmas season, this holiday season is all about the peas. We are going to plan, we are going to be proactive, and most importantly, we are going to price check. We are going to make sure that we are not paying more than we need to pay for our purchases I can't think of another
1: piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. That price checking is so real.
0: It's that's real. That's so
1: real. Like, cause I think a lot of people think that that's like beneath them. No. Like just because you can afford it doesn't mean, like it doesn't make sense or isn't practical to just. And a lot get it of the Yes, else.
0: and a lot of the big retailers will do a price correction. So if you find it cheaper somewhere else, yeah. it's not like you got to return the thing you got. You just got to show them within two weeks. Like, 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 I'm going to buy it here.
1: I'm going to press this button on the phone.
0: Yeah. Or they can give you a refund. Like at Target, they'll give you a refund if you find something cheaper somewhere else.
1: Yeah. All right. I want to give you guys my final thought, which is also like a final tip, which is like, ask the question. Like, ask your partner the question. Like, do you remember the last five gifts I've gotten you for the holidays? Ask the question. I cannot think of the last five gifts. Right. And that's not to say that they weren't good. (laughs) It would take me a while to think about it. And I think that speaks to like how forgettable it all is. Oh wow. I can't think of them. I I you can't think of the last okay, five years. You're games not getting
0: you anything this year. I can't think of them. I
1: wouldn't remember if you didn't. That's how deep <laughs> into my mind they are. I there are a few things that I can definitely remember, right? But like for the, the vast majority of them, kind of. Are, let's just call it what it is. They're, wow. they're forgettable. Wow. <laughs> they're forgettable. Experiences are not, but the things. <laughs>
0: I was wondering I'm, where you were going
1: with. Well, this. I'm just saying the, the experiences I definitely remember. Okay. But the things I I, I do not. And. You know, maybe it's just me, but I think it's a worthy question. Like, you know, build up the courage to ask your partner, your family member, even your kid, whose thing I got you last year, right? Yeah. What do you remember about it? you played with it for who knows how long? Right. You don't even remember.
0: Because I, 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 I do think, remind Bo every time we give away or or he starts loses interest in something, yeah. like I remind him. Remember when you asked for this? Like, yeah. Yeah, this is, how, this is the life cycle of your wants.
1: And, and I think it's a, it's just a really interesting question to ask. And maybe it's not five years. Go back three years because five might be a little bit too much. And if you can't remember, then I think that should be an indication of the role that gifts play in mm. your life, right? Because it's not about the gift. It's really about the person, your relationship, and all of those things. And so I would encourage you guys to ask those difficult questions and to encourage other people to ask that question as well. in your family it's like, guys – do you remember what I got you? No? Okay. Well, then don't even worry about it. You know, right. let's like just let's just keep skip our our money. it all together. <laughs> yeah. My gift to you is to keep your money. Right. How about that?
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Rich and Regular podcast presented by Success. Since I can't use uh, a I Grinch, it. I knew it. Struggling. Look at you. <laughs> If you like what you heard, you can give us The Gift That Keeps Giving and leave us a five-star rating and review. I don't think that's what Gift That Keeps Giving means, but I've I've made it into a positive connotation. I'll accept it. <laughs> we will see y'all next week.